Okay, we are on Yud Dalid Amud Aleph. We are on the bottom. We are six lines from the bottom. Amar Rav Yon on Yud Dalid Amud Aleph. So six lines from the bottom on Yud Dalid Amud Aleph. Okay, Can so I give you a name for a please. Uh, well, Share should be for a full shleimah for and all for all Chola Yisrael. Okay, thank you, Steve. Okay, so, surgery should go well. Okay, so, six lines from the bottom. Amr Ab Yonah, Amr Ab Zera. So that's what we are up to. Okay, so the Gemara says, Amr Ab Yonah, Amr Zera, Kol Alon Shivas Yomim Belocholom Nikrara. Anyone who sleeps for seven days, anyone who for seven days does not have a dream while he is sleeping is considered a a wicked person, Nikrara. Kolalon, anyone who sleeps, Shivas Yomim, Belocholom, and does not have a dream. The Gemara says later on, we'll see, that dreams are one-sixtieth of a Nevuah. So if you don't have a dream, that means the Kosh Baruch is not appearing to you. Even a one-sixtieth of a Nevuah, you are considered a wicked person. It's a simon that you are wrong. The Gemara says, no. So the, at, at first we said, Shunemar Visavea Yolin, Bali Pocket Ra, someone uh, who is such a person will rest uh, satisfied and satiated. And Bali Pocket Ra will not be visited by evil. The Gemara says, Al Tikri Savea, don't read it as satisfied, Elisheva, meaning that if you go seven nights, you are uh, without a dream, you are considered a Russia. The Gemara continues, Amalir of Achabaradi Rabbi Chibar Abba. This is really what it meant to say, as far as the pasuk. Kolam azbiyaf, word b'saveya. Not don't read it as sheva, as seven seven nights, but rather kolam atzmo. Anyone who satisfied, satisfies or satiates himself midivrei Torah with the words of Torah, lon, and then he goes to sleep. Vilon ein mevasrin also b'sarosros. He is not visited with any negative news or any bad news or any uh, nightmares. Shenemar v'saveh yolin bali pakidra. So you reinterpret the pasuk not to teach a sheva that seven days, but if you satisfy yourself with divrei Torah and then go to sleep on a so-called full stomach, full stomach of Torah, you are not visited by any bad news, any nightmares. The following, Chassam Sofer asked the following question. It says in Megillas Esther, it says, Mordechai became aware of everything that was happening. He heard about the, the evil decree of the, of the Goral, of the lottery, that Haman went ahead and planned the destruction of the Jews. And it says, So what did he do in response to being made aware of that? He tore his clothes, he rent his clothes, and he wore sackcloth, and ashes, which is a sign of Avelos and mourning. And it says, He went to the middle of the city, to the outskirts, where everyone to the center of the city, excuse me, so he could be seen in the sign of mourning. And he went ahead and he let out a very, very bitter scream. What does Rashi say? He was visited by the angel of dreams. What does it mean that Mordechai knew about Haman's internal nefarious plan? The Bala Chalomos came. He was, he was visited by a dream. He had a nightmare telling him what was going on. It says, This is Rashi saying this. Amrlo, and the, the, in the dream it said to him, that the Malachim upstairs agreed with Haman's plan. Why? Because the Jews deserved it. They did something wrong. They went ahead. And they either bowed down to the Avodah Zarah during the time of Nebuchadnezzar, or they 
partook in the uh, in the festivities of Achashverosh, whatever it was, they were worshiping about the Zara. So Kolish Baruch said, "Now I'm going to go back and exact judgment on you." But the question the Chassam Sofer asks: Mordechai was part of the Anshe Knesset Zagadola. Obviously, Mordechai learned all day and all night. And if there's ever an example of this pasuk where someone who learns and goes to bed full of Torah should not be visited by nightmares. Rashi didn't have to say that he knew from Bala Chalam. Rashi didn't know this Gemara. Of course Rashi knew this Gemara. So how could, how could Rashi, how do we understand that Mordechai was visited by a nightmare when this, it's a direct contradiction to the Pasuk. This is, this is about the Chassam Sofer's question again. It could have been that he was made known aware by the uh, uh, public announcement, you know, a public achraza, that, that Haman's saying that on Yud Gimel Adar, we're going to destroy the Jews. But that's not what Rashi says. Rashi says he came to him by way of a nightmare. What makes us say that Mordechai was learning? He was bechatzer. He was in the he was in the courtyard. He was that's actually, he was, but in he was ju- doing political stuff. He wasn't. He was only doing political stuff in response to the dream when he woke up. It says right. Mordechai yodas kolasher also by then vayikra Mordechai's begadav in response to the dream. But wasn't he bechatzer before that? Again, we don't know the exact second when this happened, but the general question is: He was anshekenes Sagadola. Rashi went out of his way to say that it came in a dream. This is the Chassam Sofer's right. question. And yet, as Nehemiah go back to Eretz Yisrael, Mordechai doesn't go with them. So, you know, you have that... Yeah, but okay, it doesn't say that, in other words, every, but he says if he was learning Torah, if you satisfy yourself with Torah, Mestamah, Anshakanah Sagadola, the great 120 people, Mestamah he was learning. This is the question of the Chassam Sofer. I hear it. So the Chassam Sofer says as follows. It's only... It's not necessarily that it's something bad, because due to that, good things happen. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So, Chassam Sofer says, it's only a bad thing, it's only Besoros Ross if you can't do anything about it. But if forewarned is forearmed, and you're able to do something about it, which is exactly what he went in, he instituted a mass-wide, community-wide tshuva movement, which ultimately undid the Gezerah. So, I brought back, I was telling my kids this uh, over Shabbos, when I came across this, <clears throat> I remember in medical school, 20 years ago, we were discuss- 25 years ago already, we were discussing um, whether it's beneficial to know, there was, at that time they were thinking about testing for Alzheimer's early on in the genetics, if people would be able to know early on in life if they would develop Alzheimer's. <clears throat> the problem was, there was nothing you can and do with that knowledge. Oh, so it's called the tyranny of knowledge. Is it better to know that you're going to, God forbid, become forgetful in your 70s and 80s when you're 20 and 30 years old? You can't do anything about it. You're going to drive yourself nuts. So that's Besoros Ross. That's, but if there's something you can do about it, if you can eat a vitamin that would stave that off, we'd probably all want to know. So it's only considered bad if you can't do anything about it, says Chassam Sofer. But here, that very Pasuk, it spurned, um, it, it, uh, it, it basically started a whole re- uh, revolution of fasting for three days, and they, they mourned, and through that bad dream, which put a series of events in motion, it led to the Jews being saved. So that's, some sofa says, that is not forewarned, it's forearmed. <clears throat> if you're able to do something about it, it's not considered besoros ros. Okay. Amen. Okay, continues the Gemara. Eloi bein prakim. So if you remember, we discussed last week and the week before, one, one is allowed to say between the prakim and Shema, in the brachas of Shema, uh, versus in between the actual, while you're in the middle of a paragraph. Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yochanan, Halach Rabbi Yehuda, who said, "Damar bein Eloheichem le'emes v'yatziv lo yafsik." One should not stop <coughs> after he finishes Kriya Shema, the third parak. <coughs> excuse me, and before starting Emes v'yatziv. And similarly, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, my time, Rabbi Yehuda, the chesiv, because the pasuk says, "Vashem lo kim emes." 
the Pasuk states clearly in Yirmiya, puts these three words together, and we should not stop in between a Pasuk. Therefore, after one finishes Kriyashma, he should go directly into Hashem Kechem MS Vyatsif. He should go directly into it. Gemara says, whoa. <coughs> We're it's not so clear. Good. So let's see. Gemara says, what happens if you say Hashem Kechem MS and you're impossible at the 745 minion, but theoretically, if you were to finish Shema before the Chazan, um, and you'd be waiting there for 30 seconds, and you said Hashem Kechem MS, do you start with Vyatsi Vinachon or do you repeat MS? So Gemara says, Choser Vomer MS? Would you say Hashem Kechem MS? And now you're waiting, <clears throat> let's say 30 seconds, so it's clearly a pause. Would you start the next paragraph by repeating the word MS? No, you said MS to end Kriyashma, so that should be enough. You don't have to repeat it again. No, you say MS. You're waiting now 15, 20 seconds for the Chazan to finish Shema, and before you start MS Vyatsiv, you actually say the word MS again. You don't start Vyatsiv. No, you would not go ahead and say MS again, because that would suggest that there are two different Rishuyos, says the, the, the Rishonim. Suggests the two different gods. You say MS once. There's only one truth. That one truth is related to a Kaddish Baruch, You don't say the word MS twice. Okay. I don't think they suggest to say it along with the Chazim. Assuming that you're not waiting, because otherwise if you would stop MS before you, you wait to say those three words, then you're stopping in the middle of a Pasuk beforehand. <clears throat> We're going to get to that in a second. We're in Yudalin Ahmad Bey's, the last couple lines. The Gemara says, <coughs> the Gemara says, sorry, uh, Yudalin, the first couple lines. The Gemara says, now, Ahudanachas Kameh Der Abba, there were those who were, who, the, there was someone who was a chazan. Uh, it's funny, it says, the Nachas means to go down. If you remember, we learned earlier in the Gemara that we're supposed to daven at a low pace. You're not a place. You're not supposed to stand on an elevated pedestal or a chair when you daven. So in the olden times, the bimas used to be lower. Now they're sort of elevated. But if you think about sedium stating, if you think about it, a stadium seating, I should say. Um, you know, you have people elevated, but the chazan was more in the, in the center. So at those times, the chazan was actually down. You actually say, Yored Lifnei Teva. The other Lashon is he goes down in front of the, in front of the bima. So in those days, Nachis means go down. He was the chazan. So there was this chazan in front, davening as the Shaliach Tibor in front of Rabbah. Shames Rabbah, Damar Ms Ms Trezimni. He saw that he repeated the word Ms twice. So Amr, because he said, Hashem Kechem Ms, and then Ms Viatsev. So Amar Rabba called MS MS Tafsilahai. This guy must have been perseverating or stuttering on this word MS, meaning he didn't have to say this. Again, Rabba was the one who said you only say the word MS once. You say Hashem Kechem MS, and then you go straight into Vyatsi Vemuna, even if there's a break in between you waiting for the Chazan to finish Shema, even if there's a 10 to 15 second break, you don't repeat the word MS. So when this guy repeated the word MS in front of Rabba, Rabba sort of uh, mocked him to a certain extent. He goes, I don't understand why this guy is commenting so many times and saying the word, keeps repeating himself. Okay, interesting Gemara. <clears throat> The Gemara says, we just said, whether you go ahead and you repeat the word MS or not. What's the, uh, what's the whole background story for this or not? So the halacha is that the chazan, we paskin, that the chazan repeats the last three words, as brought down the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says as follows. Listen to this. We touched on this this week, but it's a very interesting uh, piece. The Shulchan Aruch says, Bekriyashma yesh resh meme tevos. We have 245 words in Kriyashma. We know that we have 240, we're, we're, we're out of the Gemara now. So we know that there are 248 limbs in the human body, and there are 245 words in Kriyashma. Therefore, Therefore, the Chazin will repeat the words Hashem Lokechem MS. 245 plus 3 is 248, and the Gemara says if you say Shema with your whole heart, it's going to fix each one of your limbs. That's the, that's the correlation. <clears throat> 
And that's why the Chazan says, says the Mechaber and Rav Yosef Karo, the Omer B'Kol Ram Hashem Kechem Emes. What happens now if you're reading by yourself, you're diving by yourself? Okay, one second, that's the Ramal. Shulchan Aruch gives a very, very different uh, mathematical equation, a little challenging. So the, the, listen to what the Shulchan Aruch, Ron, you're right, we'll get to the Ramal in a second. Says the Mechaber, says the Shulchan Aruch, V'mukorei b'yachid, Yechavin b'tes vavin, Shebe emes v'yatsiv. If you count emes v'yatsiv, V'nachon, v'kayim, v'yashar, v'neman, v'ahu, v'chove, v'nechma, v'nachon, v'nachon, v'adim, there are 15 vavs. The gematria of vav, says the Mechaber, is 6. 15 times 6 is 90. The words Hashem, Yud, K, Vav, K, stands for 26, gematria, plus the letters Yud, K, Vav, K, there are four letters. 26 plus 30 is, 26 plus 4 is 30. Yud, K, Vav, K, four letters. <clears throat> so the gematria of Yud, K, Vav, K is 26, plus the actual four letters is 30. So 90 divided by 30 is 3, you get the extra three words. <laughs> I said, I said. Okay, so again, there are 15 vavs. There are 15 vavs. The gematria vav is? Six. six. Sixteen times five. Six. Um, Fifteen six. times six is ninety. So far, so good. So we have ninety good. so far. Good. Take out your calculator. There you go. I knew it's coming. Spreadsheet. Now, Spreadsheet. we have ninety. Oh we have ninety. That's scary. That's scary. Now, yud k vav k is shem hashem. Shema Yisrael hashem. Look at hashem echad hashem kechem. That's three hashem's. Yud k vav k is twenty six. How many letters? That's one sixteen. No, 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 don't add, don't add, don't add, don't add. Simon didn't say add. Correct. I got it first, I got it first. So now, 26 plus Yud, K, Vav, K, how many letters? Four. Four, so that's 30. 90 divided by 30 is? Three. Three, X3, X2 words. I'm just telling you what it says. Just tell you, don't shoot the messenger. Okay. It's not so complicated, but do we get the math right, Ed? Okay. The, He's a pharmacist. I, uh, yeah. So, so, okay. We might get 35 pills instead of 30. Okay. Now. Now. Okay. So that, that's what the Shulchan Aruch says. And therefore, 90 divided by 3 is, thir- is uh, by 30 is 3. You get the extra three words. That's what the Shulchan Aruch says. Take it or leave it. The Ramah says, and, and I'm quoting Ron and the, and the Ramah here. V'yesha kasvu to call Kori. Ron. He just said. Oh, the Ron. Correct. There you go. You gotcha, gotcha. And then there is All the, right. And there is the Maharan. Now, so Hagad the Ramos says Moshe Ishlis says Ve'yishikasvu to kol akari kriya shema biyachid yomar kel melch naman shema. There are those who say when you're diving bechidus, not the complicated uh, mathematical equation that required calculators um, to go ahead, but rather you just say the words kel melch naman three words before. But that's con- that's a um, little, um, um, what's what I'm looking for? It's a little uh, controversial because we said that not everyone agrees you can make a hefsake between the end of the, the second bracha yeah, and the beginning of Kriya Shema. So it's not so, it's not so simple. But, oh, dude, you're, you're on fire today. Keep that on the run. One second. Guys, both of you, come sit here. Both of you guys, take you guys are killing it. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so the question is, we Paskin, like the Ramah, says you actually say Amen. The best thing we do, we said last week, is to finish with the Chazan, right. If you don't, and you're waiting for him for 10 to 15 seconds, whatever it is, the Ramah says you actually say Amen. So to Jeff's point, Kel Melech Ne'aman is really Rashi Tovos, or Amen 
is Rashi Tevis, is an abbreviation for Kel Melech Naaman. Aleph Mem Nun is Kel with Aleph Melech Naaman. We have to come up with a with a big name now for Jeff. Yeah, he got rive. he got the run. The rive. Okay, the rive. It's my initials. Oh, okay. There you go. No, so now, no so uh, <laughs> so it's our job to create the ring. Okay, now, so it says as follows. It says, So this Kel Melch Naaman takes the place of Amen that we would say if you were with a, in a minion, now that you don't have a Chazan to answer Amen to, you say Kel Melch Naaman. And that's what he says. Okay, now he says, <coughs> Continues the Ramah. When you're davening in a minion, don't say Kel Melch Naaman. Rak Yomer Amen Acharishatz Kishmasayim Abracha V'chein Nogin Menachanu. He says rather than say Kel Melch Naaman when you're by when you're in a minion, wait for the Chazan to finish the bracha, assuming you don't finish directly with him, and say Amen, and it accomplishes the same thing. Because he's okay. Does that apply Here's, if the person came late to davening and they already said Kriya Shema, and now you're saying the bracha is before Kriya Shema because you're up to them? Yeah, but you, right? So you already, you, you said Kriya Shema before to make the Zman. In other words, you said Kriya Shema earlier. No, Kriya Shema is at Zman is at seven. Okay. Okay. And Minion starts at six. Okay. Okay. So oh, they're going to make the Zman, no problem. Okay. So I came late to show. Okay. The the Tiba already said. Kriyashma. Yeah. So you didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Right. I came in by Vyatim. Oh, so then you should, you, yeah. I come in, I put on my tefillin. Yeah. Now I'm going to say, I'm up, I'm up to. And, and the, and the, and they're already past it. So you have to say, you say Kel Melchlamon. You say Kel Melchlamon. You would. Because eventually you're diving the shul, but by Yechidah. So you're diving, diving privately. Wait, Hiddus also means... He's basically asking, when do you have to say Kiel Melech? Right, only if you... Right, right. You're essentially diving by yourself. You didn't hear the Chaz and say Shalom Kechamemes to your Shema, so you would have to repeat it. You didn't hear that, but you were putting on your tefillin. It's not part of your Shema, though. It's not part of your Shema. Okay, so now, here's the interesting thing. The Gemara in Makos, Tavchav Gimel, for those who did Makos with us, you remember, it says we have 248 words, 248 limbs, and we have 245 plus 3. The question is, it's not, and we add the extra three words to make 248. It's not so uh, Pasha that this is the, uh, that this is actually correct. 245 plus three? Get in there. Okay, let me know. <laughs> He's using his fingers for this one. God, everyone take off their shoes. We need the toes. Now, his, this is the question. Listen to this question. The Minchas Alazar, who was Rebbe Lezer, um, Chaim Lezer Shapira, he was the Munkacharov, very, very, very well known. Um, he was Nifter in 1937. He was actually, there's actually videos. If you want to look online, you can actually find a YouTube video in the mid 1930s. Ed, keep the phone out until, until after. But basically, you can watch him. He would, would <clears throat> very passionate. There's a whole video on YouTube about him railing against American Jews to keep the Shabbos and not desecrate the Shabbos. Tremendous Tamachacham views on uh, Zionism, Zionism aside. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous Tamachacham. He wrote uh, uh, many Sfarim. One of them is called the Shut Minchas Alazar. He was the Munkacharov, a huge following. And he was asked the following question. We say, to say the extra three words, because to equal 248. What about if a woman was saying Kriyashma by herself? Does a woman have 248 organs? According to the Gemara, no. 
So 245 plus 3 doesn't even equal 248 for a woman. We're going to see in a second in the Gemara that says a woman has more than 248 organs. Obviously, she has a uterus with other, we have a prostate, but the uterus is much more complicated, more, more parts of it, more parts to it. So if it doesn't it's equal 248, separate question, but assuming, not, but let's say they say Kriyashma, okay. do they, it, it's still, if it's serving as a tikkun for all of our limbs, mm-hmm. so what would they do? What's the Eitzah? If they're not going to equal 248 anyway, should they say Kel Melech Lamon? But the thought that the word Kel is Hashem's name, are you saying Hashem's name in vain? So now, the, the, the Rambam says as follows. The Rambam says, Amru Chachamim Masayim Shmon of Arbam Evarim Yesh There are 248 limbs in a man. Kol Echer Vechem in Basar Vegidim Veetzem Veena Shanaim in Aminyan. Sinews and ligaments and teeth do not count, says the Rambam in that 248. Uve Isha, what does it say? You should always have your glasses ready with me. Over Isha, Masayim, Chamish, Mishnayim. 200, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, the Gemara says that. 251. The Rambam says that women have 251. Excellent. 251, says the Rambam. Now, this goes against the Gemara and Bechoros. The Gemara and Bechoros has a fascinating Gemara. There was a. Oh, one second. So there's a prostitute who was destined by the king who was decreed that she should be burned. And sort of, I guess, maybe to embarrass the Talmidei of Rabbi Shmuel, Talmidim Rabbi Shmuel, the king said, you guys, your Talmidim Rabbi Shmuel have to burn, she's Chayv Sreifa, you have to burn this, uh, this uh, you know, in the Gemara, they harlot, that's the time, that's exactly the word they used to use then, a little different now, but uh, we're dating ourselves. Okay, the Gemara says, This is Gemara Bechoros, Dav Mem Dalit, Mem Hey, it says as follows, <clears throat> There was a story, Tamid of Rabbi Shmuel, Shashol Kuzona. They had to boil the, the, the remains, they had to boil a, a, a Zona, a prostitute. Shinaschaiva That the Melech said she's uh, decreed that she died by, by burning. Badku. So they said, if we're already doing this, let's at least get some Torah value out of this. And when they burned her, they counted the number of limbs that she had. Badku Matzaba Masayim Vechamishim Shnaim. They found 252 limbs. Okay, so now we have three possibilities. The Gemara in Makkah says that men have 248. The Rambam says, he was a doctor, don't forget. <clears throat> 251. And the Gemara says 252. So, so Amr Lahem, uh, this is not 2023. You must, you must, drink, you must drink Bud Light. So Amr Lahem, Shema Doctem. Maybe you want to think, someone got it. Okay, so Shema Badaktem, Be'isha Badaktem. So Shema said, you guys found 252? It must have been, he didn't know the story that his Talmud of Dutz, it must have been that you were actually examining the remains of a woman. That you went, that Baruch Hu added for her two doors and two hinges, meaning the uterus. That, that, that's whatever, how you define two doors and two hinges, they have 252. So the Kesav Mishnah is bothered by this Gemara, the Rambam, the Kesav Mishnah was one of the Nosekalim, one of the commentaries, and the Rambam says, has the Rambam say 251 when clearly the Gemara says 252? Okay, by the way, we know in today's modern anatomy, there are 206 bones in the body. We're not talking about all the limbs and everything. The modern anatomy says there are 206 bones. Anyway, so here's one other fascinating Gemara. So, so far we have three possibilities. There's a, the f- fifth parak in, in Sota discusses, the first Mishnah says, and I'm going to read, Kishem she'amayim botkin osa, kach botkin osa. The Gemara says there that if a, a husband suspects his wife of an infidelity, he brings her, he warns her, she does it again, brings her to the, uh, to the Bezdin. They have to put, we spoke about last week, you have to put, or a couple weeks ago, you have to put Hashem's name 
Actually, I spoke about this in my house. Forget it. But talking about the importance. I did speak about it. You have to put the name in the water, and we even race Hashem's name, and that's called the Mayim Hamaorim. Listen to what Tosfo says. This is brings the Yushami. This is fascinating. The, um, again, this is Andaf Chav Zayin. The first mission of Parakeit says as follows: Kishim Shemayim Botkinosa Kach Botkinosa. This is what the Mishnah says there. Just as that water checks this woman who's being accused of infidelity, it also checks the uh, potential, um, not the husband, the uh, adulterer, the, the male adulterer. What would happen if she's found guilty? It says that her intestines would explode, her thighs would collapse. It was a gruesome death. It says if that happened to her, it would happen to the man wherever he was. He could have, you know, um, exited and went to one of these states that don't have extradition. He's in the middle of the Bahamas on the Cayman, or the Cayman Islands, and all of a sudden, poof, blows up, okay? Look what Tosa says, something amazing. But bring... you said it never happened before, right? It no, that was the Ben Sora or Mora. No, nope. I know that also. That, <laughs> no, then we had that whole. Someone said that. I, I never. No, I, no, I don't. I you said no, that no, no, no. Alan Berger said. No, yeah, yeah, no. That was Ben Sora or Mora. Yeah, that. The Riv can't go ahead and quote me incorrectly. The Rive. 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 Okay. Okay. Now. I was asking. Not okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, so listen to what Tosfa says. This is amazing. He brings the Yushami and says, "Minyan Hama Arim, Steve. I mean." uh not Steve. Ed, Ed, take out the calculator. Here. So. <laughs> Minyan is two on, is four hundred and ninety. Um, one sec. It's um, two forty-eight. Yeah, it's two hundred and sorry, four hundred and eighty-eight. Four hundred ninety-two. Sorry, four hundred ninety-two. Ma'arim is two forty-eight times two. So let's do this. Hey is hey is five. Mem is. 40. Four, 45. Aleph is? One. One, it's 46. Ration ratio is 446, right? 456, 496. Hamarim is 496. Divide that by two, 248. So the, the way we know, says the Yushami, that the Ma'arim goes ahead and will impact the, the woman and the potential male adulterer is because Ma'arim, Kishem Shebotkin Oso, Botkin Oso, just like those waters will test her innocence, it will test his innocence, even the long reach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the long arm, no matter where he is, it's because Ma'arim is 248 times 2. So this Yerushalmi suggests that a woman has 248. So all over it. So this was the basis, I don't know, they, all, they were thinking all these things. I heard this on the Lake with Dafiomi, this is not my piece. Um, but the Minchas Alaza was asked, so therefore, with not knowing what we have, either a woman has 248 according to Yerushalmi, According to the Rambam, 251. According to the Gemara and Bechoros, they burnt the Zona, 252. So with this background, they asked the Minchas Elazar, the Lunkacharov, if a woman is by herself, does she say Kel Melech Naman? Because it's not going to equal 248. It doesn't equal 251 or 252. So, I mean, equals 248 according to the Yushalmi. So he gave a very, very cryptic answer. And the answer is not going to be, you know, we're not going to love the answer. But I thought the, the, the conversation was, was interesting. And he says, we're not saying it so much for ourselves. There's a term, Bezeir Anpin. Bezeir Anpin refers to Kabbalic, Kabbalistic uh, um, <clears throat> term referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're really saying the Kel Melch Nehman for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not so much for our own organs. So he said, yes, you should say it. It doesn't really, with all that buildup and everything, it's a little bit of a letdown. But anyway, the, 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 the background to the question I found very interesting. So anyway... You, you, so, so you, if your wives ask, don't tell them they learned from burning a woman. Just tell them, yeah, say it. 
then uh, you know, don't give the whole so background. Correct. Right. We're not saying it so much for our own uh, Evarim. We're saying it really for Hashem, and therefore doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You say two forty-eight. Correct. Well, right. Well, typically, we really shouldn't say for it. We should uh, say, yeah, correct, correct. Well, we say it for both. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Weiter in the Gemara continues. Interesting. Uh, interesting discussion, nonetheless. Okay. The Gemara continues now. Um, Amar of Yosef, come in here. I heard this amazing, amazing limud. Techiasa, Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda, when, when uh, Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda came from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, Omar, he said, Omri b'marava, Arvis, when we daven Mariv in Eretz Yisrael, we say, we say, Bayom Hashem, so on and so forth, Dabra b'nei Zor, Marta Leam, Anisho Mekechem Emes. They skip the entire third portion of Kriyashma. All they say is the very, very beginning, Dabra b'nei Zor, Marta Leam, and they skip to the end, Anisho Mekechem Emes, with the thought that Parsha of Tzitzis we, you're not obligated to sit this at night. We said has to be or isim or so. We got to the whole machlokas, the Rambam and the Ravid. What does it mean? The Rambam and the Rush, excuse me. What does it mean? Or isim, you have to see it. Is it only talking about during the day, during the daylight hours? Or is it only talking about when you wear daytime clothing? If you remember, right? Does pajamas require? Rambam said if it's the factor of night versus day. The, the, the Rush said it's a factor of what type of clothes you wear, right? Okay? If you wear pajamas, you never need it, even during the day. The Rambam says whatever you need during the whatever you're wearing during the day, it's the day that defines it, as long as you can see it, be that as it may. But Tzitzis does not apply at night. So if Tzitzis doesn't apply at night, then they went ahead and they skipped the paragraph that just said the opening sentence and the last few words. Gemara says, Amrle Abaye. So Abaye responds to Rav Yosef, My Malusa, <laughs> this is the great Lima that you were you were saving to, to, to share with us. He says, Lo vim gomer. At night, you don't have to start the third parsha. But once you start, you're committed. If you start it, you're committed. So if you say, then you start the, the third paragraph, you have to finish it. Once you start, you finish it. If you don't want to start it, great. But to tell me that you're starting it and then you, then you skip to the end, that you can't do. And if you'll tell me, if you just say the first Pasuk, that's not considered enough of Aschala to commit you to saying all it. All it says is the first Pasuk. So if you're going to tell me that that Pasuk, the first Pasuk, is not enough of a, of a, um, of a repetition to, to commit you to the whole paragraph, I'll tell you, you're wrong. Once you say the words, that already is a definite start. And that's what they said in Eretz Yisrael. So even if you don't say the first five words, the first four words, is the start. Once you say that's the point of no return. So you have to finish it. So what are you guys doing in Eretz? What are you guys doing in Eretz Yisrael? No, it must be that they think in um, in Eretz Yisrael, they must not agree to that. They don't agree that. Uh, they agree that if you really to say half of it, you'd have to stay, or even a third of it, you'd be committed to complete it. But saying those extra two words, is not enough. It's not beyond the point of no return. You are not committing yourself to saying the whole thing. When, when would you, if you actually mention the word tzitzis, then you'd have to go ahead and you'd have to go ahead and uh, and complete it. Okay, now. What do they do with the so that's during the during the morning, Kriyashma. Uh-huh. Just during the morning, Kriyashma. Good question. Omar Bai. So Bai says, Hilkach. Therefore, Anan Aschuli Maschalinan, we 
go ahead and we start it, since um, in, in Eretz Yisrael, they, they considered to start it, but since we start it, we don't just start it, we also finish it. We hold differently. We believe, though, that even if you state fewer words, once you start it, you are committed to finishing it. So I want to say a couple of, let me see, it's, uh, yeah, okay, we actually have, okay, so a couple more things, so a couple more lines, so the Gemara continues, So once you say Hashem Lokeichem, you have to say the word MS as well, you can't stop, okay, MS goes part and parcel with that, the Gemara says, what do you mean, but you have to mention afterwards, you have to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim even at night, because we learned, remember, on Yud Beis, we learned that Lo Zachisi Shetemei Yitzhiyas Ben Zomar Kol Yimei Yacha Kol Yomim Kol Yimei Yacha Nights. Okay, so, so still mention, we should still mention the third part of Kriyashma, because you still have to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim at night. Lamar says, the Amarachi, so no, they did, even if people went out to Israel, when they would skip, or they say the first four words and the last three words, they would skip everything in between. It doesn't mean that they would skip Emes Vyatsi. They would still say, They would sing that, they would continue that, but they skipped um, the third paragraph and they made an abbreviated Emes Vemuna, but they still went ahead and mentioned it's Yes Mitzrayim. So they fulfilled the obligation. So I just want to comment on a couple of things before we, we finish off for the day. And that is, we just said this whole thing about Kel Melech Ne'eman is, is really for Amin. So what's, what, what, why it's so important is the, the whole concept of Amin. The Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Kufiyu test says as follows, Amin B'Shu Levi, Kol Ha'one Amin Yehishmi Rabba Kocho, Anyone who says Yeshmi Rabba with all of his strength, we tear up his decrees. and everything. It says, even even if on your record you you have a tainted record, you worship the Vodazara, we forgive you. And we say continues If you say Amen with your entire Kavana, you the, the gates of heaven open up to you. And and what, what is Amen? The Gemara says, Amar Bechinina Kel Melech Naaman. It actually says, um, Amen stands for Kel Melech Naaman. Now, what does it mean, Bekol Kocha, that you have to say with all your hearts? Machlokas Rashi Tosos with all your strength. Rashi says with all your Kavana. And Tosos says out loud. So you proclaim Hashem's one. Hopefully, you'll inspire others. Listen, this is amazing. So, Tosos says there, Kel Melech Naaman. It says, Rebbechinina, Kel Melech Naaman. Tzarech Laharibo Bishash Omer Amen. When you say the words Amen, you should really be thinking Kel Melech Naaman, the one God who is, who is Naaman, who is trustworthy. He is king, he, has, uh, his, he reigns, he has royalty, he has grandeur. You're supposed to be thinking Kel Melech Naaman whenever you say Amen. But why do we give such power to saying Amen? What is, what's the secret of saying Amen? There's an amazing Rabbeinu B'chai. Rabbeinu B'chai says as follows. Rabbeinu B'chai in Shmos says, when the one who gives, who says the bracha, again, we're talking about the person who just answers Amen. The person who, who makes the bracha, we are saying that HaKadosh Baruch is the source of brachas. This is how, when we say bracha, blessed are you Hashem, we don't, Baruch really doesn't mean blessed are you Hashem. That's like the third grade, what we learn in third grade. Baruch Hashem doesn't need us to teach him, to, 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 to repeat, that he is to give a bracha. So if you have a parakeet and says, 
the rive is great, the rive is great, the rive is great. It, it's not going to really, does it float your ego? I like it. You like it, okay. Yeah, All right, so scratch that, give a different example. We'll give a different example. But if HaKadosh uh, Baruch created us, where's puppets, just to, re, to, to repeat back to him, and he's great. Baruch means, it comes from the word bracha, brecha, pool. He's the source of blessing. That's different than saying, blessed are you, Hashem. Blessed are you, Hashem. He needs us to, we know he's blessed. He's the source. We're acknowledging that he is the source. Brecha is a pool. He's the source of all brachas. Says Rabbeinu B'chai, this is amazing. He says, We need two Edim. Anything in Torah is not validated until you have the second person confirming what the first eight said. So when you say Amen to someone's bracha, you are being mashlim the edus. You are completing the testimony, saying that Hashem is the source of all bracha. That's the secret of saying amen. It's not that you're saying I agree, patting him on the back. You're saying that I agree. Tell Melchnaman, the God, team, you're, a you're a team. Exactly, you're being with Starif. You're you're basically getting um, you're validating, and you're being part of the team. So it's the fact that you're giving edus. You're the second person who's giving edus to what he's saying. That's the secret, that's the, the benefit in saying Amen. Continues, Rav Chaim Velazhin, Rav Chaim Velazhin actually says, So is there an obligation on the T-bar to say Amen to every single... Yeah, so we can get to that in a second. Good, good, perfect. So the Torah actually says, yes, you should absolutely say Amen to all the brachas of the Torah, right, with, with, with the original Shulchan Aruch, the Torah is the son of the, of, the, of the Rosh. He says that, by general, we're talking about by Bercha Shavach Vodah, when you hear someone say Asher Yatza, you say Amen, that's great. When it comes to the brachas of Chazar Sashatz, not only should you have in mind that the bracha is true, that it should be chal on you. In other words, there's an opportunity in Chazar Sashatz, and I'm guilty of this, I tune out, I learn. If you listen to the brachas, have the correct kavanos, and also think that the bracha should be chal on you, it's much, much more impactful. Rav Chaim Velazhin said there's absolutely no merit to saying, Rav Chaim Velazhin was the, the, the main Talmud, the Talmud Mubak of the Vilna Gon. He says, if you have, say, Amen without a kavana, it has absolutely no merit. It's like you didn't say it. And the Shulchan Aruch specifically says, when you hear the brachas of a chazan, you should, by, by Chazar Sashat, it's very, very important to go ahead and to say Amen and to think not only is it MSC that it's true, but also that the brachas should be chal on you. It's very interesting. Not enough just to have in mind Kel Naman. And with the last point, we never say Amen to our own bracha. There's only one time we say amen to our own bracha. Excellent. Bonei bracha mevshleim amen. And the reason for that is? Very good. To differentiate between the brachos minat Torah and tova meitiv, which is midrabanan. We never, so in order to show a distinction that that's the end of benching, technically on a Torah level, because the first bracha, Moshe, second Yeshua, third Shlomo, the fourth was just, they instituted years, years later after Anshe Betar, 500,000 people in Nebuch were, were killed and they weren't buried for a year later and they, their bodies did not decay. So we say, Hatov Ametiv. That, that's who Yetiv, Yetiv. That's referring to the, the Nes that Kosh Baruch did. So the only time we say Amen to after one of our own brachas is the end of benching and that's just to differentiate. But when we have in mind, when we hear Chazar Shatz, not only should we say, not only we say Amen, should we think Kel Melch Neman, we should say MSE, that's true, says the Shulchan Aruch, and have in mind that those brachas should be chal and Mitzvah Shem, they should all be chal on us and all of Klai Yisrael. Have a great day. Amen.